Hello and welcome to Not Couple Goals, the podcast where we talk about the best and, let's face it, worst in romantic thriller cinema. I'm your host, Tyler McCarthy, here with my co-host, Allie Nelson, and in this episode, we watched the 2019 movie, uh, Secret Obsession. <laughs> yeah, it was a movie. It's, it's, You're getting it. It's directed by Peter Sullivan, written by Peter Sullivan and Craig Wenman. That's an interesting name. That's a tough one. Starring Brenda Song, Mike Vogel, Dennis Haysbert, and Ashley Scott. Who was Ashley Scott? Ashley Scott was the nurse. We're including the nurse. All right, sure. You know, she was in Dark Angel, and then and she was kind of like a love interest in there, and then she never really like got like another large role. So I, you know, I was like, hey, you're right. in here. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves by mentioning there was a nurse. If you haven't seen Secret Obsession, it's available on Netflix. Go watch it, and then come on back because we're going to be talking about the whole thing, what little there is. <laughs> I didn't mention it was a Netflix movie. So we could start talking. Oh, okay. We did the theme? Yeah. Oh, okay then. Um, I'm not going to edit that out. This is a little little peek behind the curtain for you, podcast listener. Yeah, my husband just looking at me like I'm crazy. Normally we genuinely pause for like the 30 seconds-ish for the music, and I don't know why it's unnecessary, but... I didn't think we paused for 30 seconds. Usually I just give it a pause or a clap or something so that we have like a sound mark. And this time you just went right in. And, um... No, no, no. I, pa- I paused for like five seconds yeah, so that we have a sound right. marker. But since I'm editing it, I'm going to get rid of that and just make you look crazy. No. <laughs> Secret obsession. Uh, what did you think? Uh, oh, j- jumping right in. We're jump- we're going we're going hard. Um, you know, let's. I guess I'll I'll tell you what I thought bef- uh, the movie was gonna be. Well, sure. I just meant like thumbs up, thumbs down, general. Oh, uh, not great. Not great. We'll um, say it up top. This was my second time seeing it, so I'll. And I'll, I'm sorry for that. I'll give you a peek behind the curtain. So the first time of, of the old brain. I guess that phrase is now in my head because you mentioned it. Um, so, yeah, it's on Netflix. I, it's a, I believe it's a Netflix movie. And I saw the trailer. And if you've seen the trailer, you've seen the movie. <laughs> yeah. they That's the problem with it. If you've seen the poster, you've seen the movie. Yeah, if you've read the description on IMDb, Amazon, Netflix, whatever, you've, you've seen the movie. Like, yeah. It's because I actually don't think it's a bad premise, but the problem is like if you watch the trailer or anything, like if you like even the title, the title kind of gives it up. It's like, yeah, but honestly, the title is fucking misleading and more interesting than the premise because it's a not so secret obsession. <laughs> it's like and it, it, it becomes very obvious within the first, I would say, 20 minutes of, of the 90 minute movie what's happening and like. That's being generous. Like most people would have read a description or watched the yeah. trailer in order to watch the movie. And because of that, it's very obvious like what the twist is and then there's no movie. So I remember watching it for the first time being like, yeah, I guess like, you know, like I was just like, I mean, I know what to expect because yeah. it's, it's given away in the trailer. And I think that's the big problem. And we'll get into it because I have a longer spiel about this, but I think it's better served for after we do the recap. But in terms of what I thought from this movie going in, this is like a classic uh, Not Couple Goals example of before we had a podcast, I walked in on Allie watching this movie 
And, you know, I sort of lingered for a little bit, and she told me the general premise, and, you know, and then I went and I think I played a video game or something, because it was like, yeah, I get it. She's gonna, you know, fight this guy or something in the end, shoot him or something, and escape, and then the movie's gonna be over, and yeah, it turns out that's what happened. Yeah. Um, but look, for those who didn't bother re-watching Secret Obsession for this podcast. For those who ignored our spoiler alert and are listening anyway, uh, thank you, by the way. That just means you're here for us and we appreciate you. But, um... Or you've just stumbled in somehow. <laughs> this isn't Bill vs. the MCU. What the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, but we're gonna have Allie give just a brief recap of what this movie is actually about before we really lay into it because I have a lot to say. We open on our heroine, Brenda Song. That's her real name, the actress's name, because I... Oh, Jennifer. Jennifer something. Yeah, Jennifer something. Jennifer McLady. Uh, we, she's in a harrowing situation with a, a spooky person who was stalking her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she gets hit by a car, ends up in the hospital, loses her memory. Her husband comes and helps her through, takes her home, and then we discover the husband might not be who... She thinks he is. Ooh, that's that's the description. That's it. I mean, yeah, yeah that's the that's the movie. And <laughs> this is this is my problem with the movie. The whole idea that Brenda Song is injured and cannot get away from this guy who is clearly crazy and like keeping her there against her will. That's kind of the plot of one of the best horror movies, Misery. Yeah. The difference, Misery up front is like. Kathy Bates is fucking crazy, and this movie is about, uh, what's the actor's name? James Kahn. James Kahn trying to escape her. This movie really thinks it's laying out, like, a complicated, like, twist. twist. Yeah. And it's like you said, you pretty much figure it out the moment this guy walks well, on screen. Well, the problem is, like, it's not even like you figure it out. Like, yeah, yeah. It's very obvious if you somehow m- missed all... You don't even know the title of the movie going in. Yeah. Somehow this movie just I've realized we've never screen. actually said it out loud, so I'm just going to. The husband who comes to the hospital to care for Brenda Song after her car accident is not her husband. He's the guy who killed her husband because he is obsessed with her. Yeah, she and now is he's... the object of his not-so-secret obsession. Exactly. Because he doesn't do a very good job of keeping it secret. At all. But yeah. this hospital, nor the nor the police department in this town, yeah. give two shits about anything. Yeah, I mean, I guess apparently... I. You know what, though? I don't know, because I've never, you know, touch wood, I would like to never be in this situation, but I've never, you know, I don't know anybody who's been in this situation. I don't know if they require a lot of documentation to take you home if you've lost your, you know? I, we should try it. Let's go to the hospital right now. <laughs> Just try and take and, some... and like the first lady we see come in and be like, that's my wife. No, no, it has to be somebody that has a memory issue. You can't I just guess. take anybody. Yeah, that's they're, true. They're just going to go, no. They'll wake up and be like, who's that person? Yeah, and then, yeah. then the whole jig is up. You can't just take anybody. But that's like the thing is like, it's, it takes so many, like he's but, so lucky that. I was going to say, he didn't know going in posing as her husband that she had a memory issue. No, and like he does ask, like, the, you know, early on before he sees her in the hospital, he does ask the doctor like 18 times, wait, though. About her memory. Will she know who I am? Wait, will she know who I am? Like, and it's like, you know, obviously knowing the twist, which you, you know, going just into the movie, like, it's him really double checking that his, like, weird plot is going to work. Like, she's not going to remember me? Yeah. She, wait, yeah. doctor. He seems angry, but it's like, I guess he's playing that role. But it's like, yeah, it's basically the movie The Vow, but, like, not romantic. Because you'd go home with Channing Tatum 
whether you were <laughs> like if you, even if you remembered who your husband was and like somehow Channing Tatum was replacing this guy in the movie and it turns out like Channing Tatum was just pretending to be your husband you'd be like this is probably an upgrade and you'd just go home with him oh good to know that's the way you think wife I'm you know I'm saying you would hey, too Channing Tatum I know you're listening do us do me a solid and uh please stay away from my wife because she will just run off with you apparently I'm saying you would too I'm saying any of us <laughs> would I'm literally saying if Channing Tatum came to the hospital and was like yeah yeah that's my spouse that even a person who did not have like a memory problem would be like yeah yeah his spouse so if you're hot enough <laughs> Allie will fake a memory issue and run off into the sunset no, with you if you're Channing Tatum like or or someone as charming and hot as Jenning Tatum, I will this consider it. Is not what your husband wants to hear. Just you so would you know. go home with Jenning Tatum. Don't pretend. This okay. I didn't expect my heart to get broken this episode, but here we are. I tell you, you would go home with. Don't don't deny That's that. That's not quite the point at this point. I hope. Hey everyone. I'm Marshall, and she's Courtney, and we're your hosts of Blurred Watchers Podcast here on The Pop Break. Come hang out with us as we discuss, cross-examine, theorize, summarize, and review our favorite offerings. And tangents, there will be tangents, whether it be live, streaming, or anything in between. If we watch it and think it's cool, we invite you to come hang with us as we all talk about it. Our episodes post every third Monday on The Pop Break Podcast feed. See you there. Bye. Hey there, this is Josh. And this is Aaron. And we're the host of the Anniversary Brothers podcast. The podcast where we talk about the anniversaries of your favorite TV shows and movies. Hey, Aaron. What do Muppet Treasure Island, Arrow, and the birds have in common? Uh, They all feature bird puppets. Close. They're all movies and shows we've covered on the pod. Find our film podcast on the Pop Break Today feed. And find our TV podcast on the Pop Break TV feed. Thanks. Bye. Well, I'm just (laughs) saying. I'm saying in the movie The Vow... Which is actually based on a true story. Like, it's a similar plot in that they get into a car. Like, it's a romantic movie and not a creepy movie. So, like, they get into a car (laughs) accident and the wife loses her memory. And she doesn't remember meeting her husband. Uh, And, like, he kind of has to win her back. And that happened in real life. Only in real life it was, like, super religious. So, like, she stayed with him because, like, she was like, well, I made a vow to God. Versus, like, that him really, like... I don't know how much the the husband in real life won her heart back over. I think they're maybe not together anymore. Um, anyway, though, that's a similar thing. If you want the romantic version of this movie, it's that. But that's not that's not what you come to our podcast, though. You want the trash version. Yeah. So, yeah, I digress. Anyway, this so he comes and apparently he can just take home anyone from the hospital he wants that has a memory issue by but just pretending. But if she did, he, you're right. He did get so lucky because he stays overnight in that hospital knowing full well she could wake up and be like, that's the guy who killed my husband and attacked me. Yeah. Arrest him. That's Or, or you know, say she doesn't even remember the last, like, night. He's her former co-worker. So she could be like, no, that's Ryan, not yeah. Russell. Like, there's so many ways it could have gone bad. And it just so happens that she gets the kind of memory problem where she forgets like the face of the person she's married to but she doesn't forget that she's married she has like some memory of like a male shaped figure going down on her and like (laughs) and like say like them getting married but she like the face is blurry so he's able to like weasel his way in she doesn't remember the face of her husband she doesn't remember if she has friends but she maintains her long-term memory so that she can be sad about her parents dying i but here's the thing he so he murdered her parents so that also comes out. So 
I don't think her parents were dead when things started because when the cop finds it later, the like the the dude who played the president on Twenty Four or the Allstate commercial man, Detective Allstate, as he'll be yeah. referred to for the rest of this podcast. Uh, he when he goes to find her and he like finds her former address in her parents' house. There, it's not people that have been dead for two years like fake husband has told her. It's like people yeah, have been dead for pretty two fresh. weeks. Yeah. Well, it comes out later, and I wanted to I wanted to talk about this because I thought it was wild. The night that Brenda Song gets hit by a car, right? This guy decided that like he'd had enough. He believes Brenda Song should be with him, so he got rid of every obstacle in in his way. That included her parents. Don't know why. Doesn't seem like they ever met, but he fucking kills her parents. Well, because he. Yeah, actually, I'm sorry, not to interrupt you, but he must have stopped at the parents first yep. to murder and then gone to her house. Then he went, goes to her house, murders her husband, and then tries to, like, find her and either kidnap her or murder her himself. Like He indicates at the end that his plan was to murder her. Yeah, because he had just, oh, I think he was there to kidnap her or something because he didn't kill her, like... You know, but I guess she gets away. But he says to her, I would have killed you too, but I got, like, but I got lucky. Like, something the effect He said, he was like, I probably would have killed you too. Like, it doesn't seem like that was his plan. He didn't go there to kill her, but it sounded like he was aware of the fact that he might have lost his temper and killed her. Well, he was aware that he, the most likely scenario was him killing her. I guess. But here's, here's the other thing. It's like, so the, he knew her for years, he said. They worked together. They were friends. He watched her in the office. No, no, no. They weren't friends because he didn't speak to her. Or rather, sorry, they were co-workers but like they knew each other he was invited to the wedding um he watched them fall in love at the office every day and his first move a really handsome guy his first move to let her know she was interested is fucking murdering her parents and her husband yeah this was his first like by the way i have feelings for you like while he's got her at knife point it is insane i get that he's not a sane character but even for kathy bates and misery that's fucking crazy also yeah like has he never been on a date in his life like it's like so weird good that, question that this guy that this is this guy's move because also like and in, in, when they do a flashback at the end of showing him being like a weird like his her co-worker and sort of just like lurking in the background of her life it doesn't seem like they like they never speak in any of the flashbacks so it doesn't seem like they even interact like he's just like creepy from afar which yeah that's why like i out loud usually we try not to say things out loud but this movie was very ridiculous so i said a few things out loud when it showed their wedding i was like he's invited to the wedding yeah like, at least he was invited to the wedding like you know that's kind of nice that you got the invite because you did not seem like you were friends with either of them um, it was it also, it was so weird that they didn't like hook up in the office only because it was one of those situations where they showed a picture of like everyone who works in the office and it's just like normal looking people. And then two very clearly distinct movie stars, yeah. like Brenda Song and Mike Vogel do not look like other people. Yeah. Even her real husband is like kind of just a normal guy, doughy face a little bit, like just a, a handsome. Yeah, real course, husband but... in the movie. Cause in real life she's with Macaulay Culkin. Right. Yeah. Is she really with Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, they actually just had a second kid together last year, but it hey, wasn't revealed good until for this them. year. And yeah. I'll also say, she did, for who she is, an adequate job in this movie. Him as well. Yeah. I don't think, a lot of times... He's, he was worse than her. You think so? Yeah. I guess he had a more complicated role, but yeah, I guess he was a little white bread, but they weren't distractingly bad at any point. The, yeah. the sins of this movie were on the page, not on the screen. Yeah. He felt like he's 
at home in a in, I was going to say a homeless movie that's not what I meant to say is he's at home in a lifetime movie like he's like that's what he was doing was like a lifetime movie performance yeah. whereas like there's a reason that like she's in real shit like she felt like she she, she is in real shit okay. I've seen her on like TV shows and like I know her name you know just offhand like she was in the quarry and I thought she was good in that yeah we recently watched um youtuber jacksepticeye play all of the video game the quarry so she was top of mind on that she was good in that great game by the way yeah um and she was good in that everyone was really good in that yeah so you know i feel like she was a little above this stuff but she but she's good in it um yeah it's here's so here's my question though going back to his weird plan so Obviously, her getting amnesia was not part of his plan because he's like this, you know, stroke of luck. And like he also couldn't have planned her running into the street and getting hit by a car. Yeah. So he just lucked out. But in which case, it doesn't super make sense to murder the parents if like he's going to kill her husband and most likely murder her like you don't need to murder her parents. I get it. Like That's why I think his his goal wasn't to murder her. He was there to get rid of every obstacle in his way of being with her. That's why he killed the parents. And that's why I think he didn't go to the house that night with the intention of killing Brenda Song. He was just aware that like if she said no to him, he was probably going to snap and kill her. Um, but I guess because he's aware of that and he was like ready to kill her, it just super doesn't make sense to me that... Because, like, if he kidnaps her, yeah, eventually, like, I mean, I guess, you know, I was going to say eventually someone will notice, but, like, I guess no. Because, like, she's, she is kidnapped by him and, like, given a fake name that's, yep. like, is not her name. Or, wait, no, I guess it, it maybe is her name. Yeah, he adopted her, her, her he adopted name. the fake name. Yeah, so, yeah. so I guess, like, she isn't technically missing. But, like, here's the thing, like, if she's missing, even if her parents aren't around, like somebody you'll notice eventually and then she'll be reported missing. So you got to kill like everybody in her life. Like you'd have to kill her friends. You'd have to kill her family. Like, you know, so well, killing they... the parents just felt like a weird overkill. Nice. They explained a little bit too, that she like left the job and they moved to the mountains, which I also didn't get because whose home is that? She... I don't think it's her home. She canonically, like everyone is aware that she quit her job and moved to the mountains. That happened sans murder. Like, that's real. I didn't remember but them saying a... that she moved to the mountains when she quit her job. Oh, really? So, mm, I, so then where did... So then how how did Detective Allstate have so much trouble? Like, at no point did he, like, go to their home. He went to the fake address that was provided. But he's a detective. He should be able to look at, like, her real name. Yeah. Find her real address and get there. Which... Was it their real address? Is that how he gets to the cabin in the end of the movie no, anyway? Or did I miss how he figured that out? Because they would have found her way earlier if, like, she and her actual husband, like, that was their new address. You know, how, they wouldn't be hiding. How did hiding. he find her in the end, though, anyway? Like, how did he end up at the at the cabin? There's no explanation for that. I Actually, really, no, no, wait. Maybe Maybe it's because he figures out who that guy is. Like, who Ryan is. So maybe that's his listed address. But, it, but it's not because he disguised the house. Or was that his name on the sign? There's a scene where Detective Allstate goes and he sees a movie and it says the, or a, a sign and it says the Russells, but he takes it and there's like some, te he like clearly did some, doing a lot of graphic design and Photoshop yeah. work in this movie. We'll get to that after this. But then he peels the Russells off and is it David or whatever his real name is underneath? Ryan. 
Ryan David? Yeah, I think that's oh, how. Oh, okay. So this, like, because, yeah, that's how he finds it. Like, the, yeah, it's not very clear. For, for a movie that spells out really stupid things where she's like, he locked the door. It's like, oh yeah, my we God. heard him lock it. I wrote in my notes, there is a scene in this movie, what Ali is describing for the listener. She, he leaves the bedroom. And then Brenda Song hears a distinct locking noise. She walks over, tries the handle five times, and then says out loud to no one, did he lock the door? Yeah. Like, this movie is petrified. You're not going to know what's happening. And it's just not that complex. Except There's... for at the end, when they're trying to show that the police, that the detective has figured out where she gets there, it's actually not very clear how he figures out where to go. No, not at all. <laughs> But there's also another moment I wanted to talk about, too, is that scene where she gets to the... She finds her car in the garage. Yeah. Which he, like... Was that her car? Yeah. It was the oh, blue okay. car she was in in the beginning. Oh, okay. And um, the window was busted. And this also was weird because she gets... This means that he she got hit by a car in the beginning and he just backed away with her car because he had the car hooked up to, yeah. to his front. So he backed away all the way home with her car, neither here nor there. But the scene that is like a, uh, a real, like the audience isn't going to get this is she walks in the garage and she does the stink face. The like, Oh, something smells in here. Then he comes in the garage while she's hiding and he does the stink face. And then he opens the trunk to reveal her husband's body, looks at it for a beat and then closes the trunk. Like, yeah, the smell of rot, it's probably the body in the trunk. Do you really need or, to check on it? Yeah, the smell indicates he's still there. Where do you think he went? <laughs> exactly. It made no sense. It was just a moment to show the audience, oh, this is where he's keeping the body. Which, by the way, does not come back. And also makes no sense because the She other, never sees the body. She never sees it. And the red herring guy who, like, is suspicious in the beginning and then... Mike Vogel goes and just snaps his neck in his yard. Yeah. Uh, he gets buried in the, in the like, yard with some lie. It's, it's odd. Yeah, and also, like, that was so... Because it's like, yeah, the one attempt they make to, like, make this a twist is that they give, like, a weird red herring yep. guy who's, like, super creepy. Gone tw- 20 minutes <laughs> into the movie. Yeah, and he, like... He goes to the hospital with flowers, like a weirdo, and is like, hey, I want to see the lady that was, like, hurt last night. And he's not the guy that hit her with the car. And the nurse is like, well, I can't just let random people in. And he's like, well, make sure she gets this and, like, leaves flowers. And I guess it's because he wanted to tell her what he saw that night. But that's not how you go about that, weirdo. And you don't act so sketchy if you're going to do that. And then the detective makes the mistake which he do- he never really atones for. Um, the detective makes the mistake <laughs> of, like, telling the fake husband that this guy's, like, looking for them or something, you yeah. know? Like, and then, uh, and so then um, Crazy McGee goes and murders him with a tire iron, I think. Let's talk a little bit. And that ab- that's a pretty big reveal that he's, he's like, the, the person in the beginning. Yes, but it drives me nuts because it's like he shows up to this guy's place murders him in cold blood on the front lawn and the and the the movie thinks that the audience at that point is going huh who is this what's up with this guy he's really protective of yeah of brenda's song it's like it's so it was obvious even before that moment that he is the one who was chasing her in the beginning he is posing as her husband but this movie keeps thinking like oh we still need to prove it we still need to prove it it's honestly like I, I half expected, like, when he's shot dead at the end on the ground for, that for like, Brenda Sung to be like, I don't think he's really my husband. Like, she yeah. just kept not getting it. And I also, I want to talk about the police work in this movie. Because Detective Allstate, 
also keeps not getting it. Well, I'll, but uh, everybody else around him is more incompetent yes. than him. And, like, keeps, like, getting in the way of, like, he's being, like, you know, I really don't think that this, this what happened to this woman, I don't think is an accident. I need to figure out what happened to her. And I also need to track her down because I cannot get in touch with her. And everybody around him, because, like, it's, it's very, there's a one of those weird lifetime voiceovers in the beginning where it's, like, you hear when he's, like, sitting in his home and looking at the toys. Like, you couldn't even, you're a police officer and you couldn't even find your own daughter, which is, like, probably, yeah, who's like. saying that to him? I think it's supposed to be his wife. So it's, like, oh, the boy. echoey voice. And he's crying because it's, we find out it's his daughter's birthday. He buys toys for her which she's it's supposed to be her 10th birthday and he buys like two stuffed animals like one really huge one which is weird and just two stuffed animals then he wraps them and then he sobs hysterically as he puts them into his shelf filled with other unopened gifts that apparently he give, gets gifts for her for all of which the vacations is, it's profoundly sad yeah it's so out of place like upsettingly sad in this in this fucking we, movie we don't need such a deep backstory for this character it can just be that he's a cop like that he's a police officer Ex- slash detective and that's why he's doing his yes, job to find yes. this woman every other cop in this movie he Detective Allstate is the most, he's a bad cop, but he's like super cop in this movie because every other person in law enforcement, every other character in law enforcement in this movie does not understand what being a police officer yeah. means. They keep asking like he's crazy for like just wanting to double check things. They're like, hey, crazy. We know it's just because of your dead daughter, your missing daughter, crazy. And like, but also just to go back he, to well, the presence. Hang on. I want to talk about that scene real quick though, because it's, it's so much more crazy than you just outlined. He goes to the his captain and he says, hey, her car is missing. We don't know how she got there and her car is missing. We don't know where it is. It hasn't turned up yet. We have an eyewitness who says there was a white truck there towing it. And, the detect- and also, why was she at this rest stop How did she get there? Why was she there? Exactly. And the captain goes, oh, listen, Detective Allstate, I know this is the week your daughter went missing. I think you're chasing ghosts. And it's like, he just brought you such a credible lead. She also has and defensive wounds. And you're like, your daughter. She has defensive, defensive wounds. wounds. And he's like, I, those could have been from the car accident. And he's like, oh, yeah, crazy, Detective Crazy. Like, maybe just, like, back off of this one, Crazy. And he's like... I know it's a tough week for you because your daughter disappeared this week. And it's like... He's he's got real evidence for yeah. you, man. He's also just trying to make sure that that's not domestic abuse. You know, like yep. there's there was a woman hurt, and he's, he's just doing, doing it, his job. Yeah, we were about to say he's the doing same his thing. Due, due, due diligence just to make sure that everything's cool with this lady. He's being a good cop. To go back to the presence, a ten year old doesn't want stuffed animals. That's the, what bad what bad gifts he's gotten for his no, daughter. So he was in a the bad event, cop too. In the event that she comes back. She's going to open it and be like, Dad, I am 10. Why would I want a giant stuffed bear? This is what I come back to. What do 10-year-olds like? Uh, video games. You know, like, right. what, remember when you were 10, if you had parents, if the big gift your parents had gotten you for your 10th birthday, you're in, like, fourth grade? That's true. Are you, yeah. Are you excited that they got you a giant stuffed bear? No, I would have wanted a, monkey? at the time, I would have wanted a Super Nintendo cartridge. Yeah, or like a CD at the time. Like, not oh, to date yeah. myself. But like, yeah, I would have wanted something like that. But so, bad at choosing gifts. Bad at police work because that was the, so he, he chases the lead. Good on him. He does figure it out. He 
figures out that like just basically there's no proof that this guy is her husband. He walks into the hospital, walks out with her after a couple weeks because he identified a tattoo that apparently definitely means Alan, like her her maiden name. Yeah, she apparently had a tattoo of an A with like a little symbol thing on it that was like the Allen family crest. I, Who the fuck gets a tattoo of their own last name? Or their own family crest. No, like, the family crest is less weird, but it's like she gets like the big A and it just has like a little like doodly on it that means somehow Alan. Why are you getting like your last name, your last initial tattooed giantly like on your back? Also, that's not like, a, unless there's like a tattoo where like family, like old school family like language, I'm not speaking here. A family crest, like the McCarthy family crest, it says McCarthy and it's a red stag. It's like a symbol. It's not just the letter A decorated in a specific way that means Alan. Like the guy yeah. flipped open a book and it was like, Page you one. know, <laughs> Anderson, Aldred, Andrews, like all of these. And it's like, oh yeah, this one with the flowers here and stuff. That means Alan. Like that's not a thing, right? Yeah. I also liked how like that was clearly the only page in that. Like, Yeah. <laughs> that the props department was like, I'm not going to make B's and all this other things for him to flip through. Just make the one page and I'll open right to it. Yeah. But, um, but so he, he finds all that. That leads him to her parents. He finds her parents are dead. So here's what he knows. He knows her parents have been murdered. This guy came in with no evidence that he is her husband. He discovered that that he is not her husband. He is just a guy who worked with her and that she was married to a completely different person. He shows up to the house and he's just sort of wandering the grounds. And it's not until he finds the white pickup truck that he's like, hmm, better draw my weapon. Like... You knew what this was going in. Someone else from the department should, one, be here with you. Two, know where you are. You should have a fleet of police cars here to arrest this man. Yeah, because, like, when he goes to her old office and sees the picture of, like, the coworkers, he sees a picture of her actual husband. So he's now fully aware of who this guy is and that he isn't her husband. So it is weird that he's like... I'm still going to investigate, though. It's like, no, you have pretty severe evidence that she's been kidnapped, man. Like, Yeah. He says when he goes up on the intercom, he, like, pulls up to the gate and he asks, like, uh, the evil guy. He's like, listen, I just want to talk. And we, the audience, are like, ah, he's tricking him. He's going to arrest him if he lets him in. And then he lets him in. And it's like, oh, no, he really did just want to talk. He has not put it together that this guy is a murderer yet. I mean, he's definitely put it together, like, yeah, he, like, knows what's up because he'd be, have to be really stupid to not know what's up. Like, so stupid he couldn't, like, operate a car. It seemed like, like the movie was was making it seem like once he saw the white truck, that was the moment it all clicked for him. And it's like, it, it should have clicked for you when you found the two dead bodies. Yeah. I also, I like, like, she does her own investigation, which... Like, yeah, this movie's so stupid. <laughs> like, she does her own investigation. She starts to, like, kind of feel like shit ain't right because yep. he get like he gets her a phone. She, she doesn't know where her phone is. He gets her a phone. The phone has no service. And then, like, you know, it's obviously, like, filled with spyware and, like, doesn't work. The new spy phone. Yeah. And then she, you know, sneaks downstairs while he's gone and tries to use his computer. And she tries two passwords, which was just Jennifer (laughs) and then Jennifer Williams, her married name. And then when she finally does break in, like in a later scene, the third password she tries, which is Jennifer Allen, her maiden name, like a 12 year old girl with a crush. That is his password, Jennifer Allen. Nothing that would be hard for her to try. Forever. Yeah, it's so goofy. And she finds that he has photoshopped all of the pictures of them together, which, like, 
Yeah, they were so bad just in the movie now, that they were clearly photoshopped. Now, that's where I'm going to give it to this movie. That's where I'm going to... We watch these movies all the time and we're like, it's got to subvert the genre in some way. It's got to do something. It's got to flip something on its head. Almost every single one of movies in this genre, movies in other genres, have that scene where they have to show that, like, a young Ben Affleck and a young, like, Anna de Armas or something they dated back in the day. So they take old photos of both of them and crudely Photoshop them together for, like, a quick scene. It's like they've never even... They don't even use Photoshop. They use, like, the old, like, Microsoft paint. Exactly. And just, like, crudely cut where it's like... That doesn't even look like his body. This movie was no different. He puts his head on, like, a... a, a, The other guy is, like, so much more tan than him. The lighting is all wrong. It's such a clearly Photoshopped thing. His head is, like, in a different direction. <laughs> and then that ends up being a plot point. And you know what movie? I'll, I'll give it to you. No, no, because it's supposed to be that he like spent so much time that she would like really think these are her wedding photos and that it, would, it was a surprise when she sees in the reflection of a mirror that the back of the head doesn't match. Yeah. Like that's supposed to be a surprise. L- let me be clear. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> this, this was so stupid. The idea that they had to do the mirror thing, which would be clever in any other movie. Yeah. But this Photoshop job was so inadequate. It was so bad. Yeah. If you, if I woke up from a coma and someone showed me a picture like that and was like, I'm your wife, I'd be like, cool, as I'm spamming the nurse call yeah, button. Yeah, like, it's, it's as if he just took a magazine and cut and pasted it on there. It's so bad. <laughs> I want to say, like, mo- even, like, good movies, a lot of the time, I'm like, that, mo- that picture looks so bad. Like, can you guys yeah. just... Honestly, I would rather they just take pictures of the people together and... Just fake that they, you know, just be like, yeah, this is an old picture. But they're wrinkly. I don't give a shit. At least looks better than the poor Photoshop shop. Or just don't do that. I don't know. Or get someone that actually knows Photoshop. Who are they using? That's true. um, Anyway, so she does her own little investigation. It's clear after second one. But, like, she does, like, find all of her own photos and stuff. And then remembers her actual husband going down on her, which is such a weird... Well, she sees wedding photos with, like, her actual husband. It's that much. And, yeah, it is... That is a weird memory. She does a flashback of, like, him actually going down on her. And then... But, uh, yeah. good for you, man. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Um, she does have a horrible moment before she fully puts it together. Where, like, creepy co-worker crazy man is going to like kind of get what he wants where like they start making out in the bed mm-hmm. and then this was upsetting where they start yeah, making I out in the like bed and then when he gets a little too like into it and like touches her leg she has like a momentary flash of like something bad happening and like being pursued and then she like freaks out and she puts an end to it and he freaks out and is like i spent all those nights waiting for you like sitting by your side in the hospital and this is what I get a wife that won't let me touch her and then he like freaks out he's like grabbing her arm really like aggressively yeah and then and they also have for, for people that own a mansion in the mountains they have the smallest bed in the world yeah it's, like, it's like a full-size bed it's not a queen it's, it's close to a twin and it is very small so they're basically like on top of each other anyway and then she gets creeped out and like won't talk to him and like is you know uh lying like facing the other way and then he goes downstairs to um goes downstairs to watch her on a camera that he has in there when he could have just creepily stayed in the room too and gotten the live show. Well yeah, but creepily is the operative word there. She's not going to forgive him in the morning if he like 
if she like says like no i don't want to have sex with you and like is scared by him and won't talk to him if he's just like well i'm just gonna sit here staring at you all night like it's it's really gonna make the 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 flowers and an apology in the morning a little more difficult well this is a guy whose first move in pursuing this woman is to murder her entire family and kidnap her i'm not saying it makes sense i'm just saying I'm just, well, I'm saying that he doesn't seem to have logic most of the movie. Well, and also, I'll also say too, that he, they, so that they established that he's got hidden cameras throughout the home. That doesn't that really room. come into play. Because it only shows in that one room. Yeah, he, he didn't. In the like, bedroom. He didn't notice her. It must just be a live feed because he doesn't come back and review the tapes. So otherwise, he would know that she's been like snooping around when he's not there. Or maybe we're supposed to believe that he does. No, I don't know. I don't freaking Wait, know. Wait, so he... He doesn't even do a good job of apologizing in the morning, though. He just comes in and is like, I brought your favorite flowers. And then he's like, listen, I'm sorry. I was out of line last night. Uh, I'll wait as long as you want. And it's he like. Says that was unfair. And it's like, yeah, it's a, you got to be more sorry than that, dude. Like, yeah, you like basically tried to force her. Try, you tried to force yourself on her and then tried to gaslight your way into sex yep. with her and like screamed at her and like tried to intimidate your way into sex with her. Like, the apology that would need to happen for that is, like, I don't even, I don't even think that there is an apology that would work, yeah. to be honest. Like, it's a, it's a glimpse into his, like, psyche and that he feels entitled to her and everything because of what he did for her. And he feels entitled to, like, kill her husband because he's convinced that, like, he, sh they belong together and things like that. So it's, like... I can tell the writers are the writers going for like a window into that insanity. But again, it's another example of this movie thinking that it's adding these layers for this ultimate twist reveal. And we, the audience are like, yeah, yeah, no, he killed her husband. Like, let's get, let's yeah, get there. We knew that minute one. Let's get to the last 15 minutes where there's a fight in the woods. Like, yeah. Like this movie is as if like, and spoilers for the sixth sense, if you haven't seen it, but like, if you don't know the end of the sixth sense by now, like, okay. How uh, do you watch? In I movie? I actually do want to meet the person who is upset about a Sixth Sense spoiler yeah. in 2023. But it's as if in the second scene when he meets Haley, like Bruce Willis meets Haley Joel Osment as his psychiatrist for the first time. It's as if Bruce Willis walked through a table as a ghost, <laughs> and then <laughs> then they still try to play it like and then in it's the last still scene. the rest yeah. of the movie is completely normal. Yeah, <laughs> and, but then in the last scene they let they're like, oh my god, he's been dead the whole time. Like it's as if that happened. <laughs> Everyone. Once in a while, Bruce Willis just walked through something. Well, and they were still like, oh my God, Bruce Willis has been dead. He oh, has that realization. It's so funny. It's so, like, you just spend so much of the movie being like, I think it has, like, the actual idea of, like, you get brought like you get amnesia and you get brought home and then you gradually realize that the person is not actually your spouse. That is a good concept. Yeah. But that requires a trailer that that yep. maybe even misleads you into watching a different type of movie. You know, like it requires a description of saying like it needed to be like like a trailer of like and she she tries to figure out who she really is, like not really yeah. revealing that it's a, that, or, or like she 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 discovers disturbing secrets from her past. Like it needs something that's so not pointing to a husband and stalker. Well, there was also, there was a significant amount of hype behind this movie because people wanted to see Brenda's song. Uh, we'll get into it in trivia, but there were other reasons people were really hyped on this movie. Yeah, like but, a, like a, a lifetime-y Netflix movie. But here's what I'm saying, though. Don't market it as that. Yeah. Market it as, like, a romance. Market it as, like, a drama. And then, like, you know, it's, it's for streaming. So, like, 
people aren't paying like to go to the theater or they're not like spending a night out seeing this movie yeah do a little viral like stunt uh marketing and lure people in as though it's like a straight romance a romantic comedy even and then like make it the movie where it's like holy shit that got dark like do or like something like that. Bait me with the that what she finds that's disturbing is like secrets from her past. Like yeah. Like if you want to have that, there's a twist. Like make it point to it being like this. There that she's going to discover something disturbing about her past. Do not point it so hard with the title "Secret Obsession" that she's got a yep. stalker. And then like if you're going to try and like act like you're you're doing that and that it's still a twist you cannot kill the only red herring for the stalker in the first 15 minutes of the movie that's the thing everything we're talking about stunt casting making it like oh it's it's about secrets from her past and things like that it requires the rest of the movie to speak a language of subtlety that this writer is incapable of yeah you kill when you kill the only red herring and like have it be the husband clearly killing the guy too like it wasn't even like they'd have the husband in shadow and we're like we still don't know who the murderer is like it was the husband so for first 15 minutes we know she's in danger even if you're the stupidest person alive even if you're this detective watching the movie (laughs) and you're not putting it together you still know that she's in danger because the husband is a murderer and willing to kill for her so if you haven't put together that he is probably the person following her at the beginning then (laughs) then how stupid are you like it just you're clearly the person the 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 head of the police department who doesn't even want him to investigate like it's like I don't even understand how this movie made it so far with nobody like saying like, "Hey, there's no movie here." There's no movie here. It, this yeah. is this is a, a story, a campfire story at best. Like this, there's there's not enough there, and that because really there's no sh- tension. There's no tension at all. It's the movie thinking it's smarter than it is. It's like when a six year old like just starts telling you a story, and it's like you know where it's going. Yeah. The six, a six year old, this is gonna blow a six year old's mind, but you're an adult, like it's not gonna work on you. So you kind of got to feign interest, like it. It this whole movie just thought it was way smarter than it was. Because like all of her investigation, it's like yeah we know, and then. You know, like, the tension's kind of coming from, like, him coming home and discovering it. And it's like, well, yeah, I know. I'm 45 minutes into the movie. There's 45 more minutes. So, like, yeah, he's not going to, like, come home and reveal himself right now. So, like, I already know, like, she's going to be okay at the end of the scene. You know, like, so much of that. And there were also so many, like, the B-plot of, like, the detective's daughter having been missing. That doesn't come into play at all, just except to show, like, why he's so dogged about finding this woman. When, again, he should be dogged about finding this woman because she is in danger and he is a policeman. Yeah. And it's not like he finds his daughter at the end. Although I did turn to you at one point and I was like, what I really hope is going to happen in this movie is that somehow she is his daughter. Like, she's his (laughs) 10-year-old daughter. It'd be weird. I don't know how it was going to turn out, but... That would be the only way that that would have somehow weaved in in a, in a right way. But he, also even having like the the plot of like the nurse played by Ashley Scott, who was on Dark Angel, uh, um, she uh, her calling and trying to do physical therapy and she cannot get a hold of Jennifer for the physical therapy. And then she like even runs into Crazy McGee out in the the wild and it's like hey i've been trying to get a hold of you and he, your number's wrong and he's like yeah i must have got it mixed up and she's like all five of the numbers you gave are wrong and he's like I, ah. and then he's like get the fuck away that. from my car yeah. uh, get away from my car i'll kidnap and kill you yeah uh, it, that doesn't come into play because it's not her like 
I said when it was going on, I was like, get his license plate. And she doesn't get his license plate. So it's not like she helps the investigation. All that happens is like the detective calls and is like, hey, have you heard from her? And she's like, no, it's weird, right? Luckily, the detective shows up that day, though. Yeah, It just doesn't that doesn't feed into it at all either. Like they could have just cut out the whole nurse subplot. Like crazy McGee seeing the nurse doesn't add to the story. The, the the police officer ha- the detective having like his whole backstory doesn't lead to anything like even like the parents really being murdered doesn't super like I mean no. I guess it kind of plays in in that like he tells her early on like the the fake husband tells her oh your husband your your parents were uh died a couple of years ago there was an accident and like it's a little creepy that it turns out like oh no they haven't been dead he just clearly recently murdered them yeah but like we don't even get a flashback of that happening, you know. Like it just, it just kind of like, yeah. By this point, I'm not surprised he murdered her parents. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a very violent movie. Like he chokes uh, out that one guy, and that's kind of it. Um, no, he yeah, he uses tire iron, and then he's like his good old best friend is the, his handy old rock. He uses Mister Rock to like <laughs> just that's his like murder weapon of choice for the rest of the movie. Like he like knocks out Be- Brenda Song with it. He like knocks out the detective. No, with I think the rock. detective was tire iron again. Was it? I, th- I think it was. I think, ty- it was... I think his best friend no, is tire iron. No, I think iron. it's rock because I think he picks up a rock and then throws and then uses the rock and then later. Well, no, on... I know that's what you think. I'm pretty sure. I. <laughs> you were like, I think he uses the rock, and I was no, like, I no, it's the tire iron, and you were like, no, no, no. I think he picks up the rock. I and think uses... we see an insert of him picking up the rock. I think he swings back with a tire iron. Oh, I mean, well, uh, one of us is wrong. Yeah, and I, if it's me, I'm sorry. Well, but so when. Later on, she. I hope we can get past this argument. No, I'm gonna kidnap and brainwash <laughs> you. Um, and although I am your wife, so this is, it's gonna be a lot easier for Are me. Are you? Uh, <laughs> the- um, but later on, when she's like running away from him in the woods, and she tries to like <laughs> confuse him by throwing a rock. First of all, it's very. It's That's the, dumb. Yeah. She throws the rock, so it lands like basically right in front of him. So if I'm him. I'm like, oh, I can see that rock was thrown from over there, so I know where it is. But instead, he's stupid enough to be like, a noise? Let me investigate the noise sound. Yeah. But she also throws his favorite weapon of choice, a large rock, right at him. That's <laughs> like, true. Not to hurt him with, but, but like, for him to pick up, basically. You're right. I didn't even think of that. So, like, they they go out of their way to make it an ineffective scene where she throws the rock, it lands right near him, but then he reacts as though she did it successfully and, like, rustled the nearby bush. Yeah, he's, like, annoyed. Why not just have the rock hit the nearby bush? Why not have this be an effective moment for her? Well, they don't go out of their way to make it ineffective. I think they think it's effective. They're oh, like, boy. Because it's, like, the problem is it would have... They, it's like slightly sloped where it lands, but not to the point of where it's not directly just in front of him. It's not but, like it was, it landed where it's like not in his full view, you but know? Here, here's the thing. The reason you do the rock trick when you're trying to throw someone off is you want it to land in like brush or out of sight or something like that so that they think they're hearing a human being move. I, I know. But so what I'm saying when it, when it comes to them going out of their way to make it ineffective the rock lands right in front of him and he looks down and is like, someone just threw a rock. No, 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 that's not his reaction. He reacts like, it basically lands in front of him, but he doesn't like fall, like he's not, he was not aware of like the rock being thrown. He actually oh, reacts. He the rock. No, he reacts as if like a noise, oh. I must go investigate the noise. And that's why Fucking he goes no. off to investigate the noise. But in reality, any human would have noticed that any human that has any peripheral vision whatsoever, as he has demonstrated that he does have, uh, would have noticed a rock thrown directly into their vision and been like, let me follow from where this rock was thrown. 
but he does not. <laughs> yeah. And then she comes up and she like whacks him with a... a big old branch. And he's fine. Yeah. He blocks it a little. He like he sees her at the last second because she shouldn't be trying to sneak up on him while she's limping. She does the thing that happens in like good movies and bad. And I hate it so much. And if you are a budding screenwriter or just, I don't know, any screenwriter, please do not do this or mm-hmm. director because I find it super annoying when you have the person on the robes, you do not just like, she knocks him out with a vase and then just runs away. When you have the she person- She locks the door. No, yeah, but if you have- Not the, great. I'm just giving credit where it's due. If you have the person on the ropes, you find a way to like incapacitate them. Yes. Now, I am not, I don't know if I am someone that, I think I've said this on the podcast, I don't know if I'm someone that would like have it in me to murder unless I had no other choice. Right. So don't, don't put it to me and give me, make me have that choice because I'll, I'll do it. And um, let, let me just say, I, if you're planning to attack us- I 100% think she's the kind of person who will murder, so be careful. Well, so I understand not wanting to jump to murder. I would I would like to think I would do anything I could to not murder someone, even someone that's trying to murder me. Again, but, I don't think she would. I think at the drop of a hat, if you fuck with her at the supermarket even. But anyway, continue. But if I get you on the ropes, I am maybe taking one of those shards of glass and sticking it in your Achilles tendon yeah. so that you can't walk, sticking it in the bottom of your foot, sticking it in your eye. Like, yep. I am doing something to disable you so that you cannot come after me. I agree. I don't think I'm, like, the killing type either, but it does not take much for me to decide someone has lost their walking privileges for life. They're seeing yeah. privileges you're, for life. You're limpy like, now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You locked me in a room. You kidnapped me. I think you, like, your you Your jogging hit me days once. are over. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I... I'm going to do everything I can to not kill you, but I'm not going to like not give you a limb. Like I have to, I have to do something for me, but like, I hate that so much. Cause yeah, she, the other thing that doesn't make sense. And I said this out loud while we were watching the movie. So he keeps locking her in the bedroom and she keeps getting out because she keeps getting a bobby pin from like the little container in like the yes, room. And I said a to you, of bobby pins. I was like, why does he own bobby pins? Why is he a leaving them around? And like, why does he own? Why would he, a man with short well, hair, own bobby pins? That's why again, I think it is her house. No, I, think those I don't are her think it's her pins. house because no, it's his house. We established oh, you're right it. because he can't track her down. Is does he just did he just buy them to be thoughtful in case she wanted bobby pins and then Maybe. he just leaves them in little. Like, because he leaves it in, like, a little, like, dish, like, the the change dish you would yeah. have around your house. Well, so here's another thing. At one point, he has the presence of mind, the, the intelligence, to tie her foot to the bed, right? And she yeah. has to do, like, some kind of, she, like, arches her foot and, like, what does she do to get out of that? She just pulls super hard. Yeah. So. On her ouchy foot. This is a little PSA. If you're ever kidnapped and the killer decides to tie your foot to something, uh, your hands are free. You can go ahead and just untie that knot. There's well, nothing stopping you I don't think from it just was, working at that knot and freeing yourself. I don't think it was an untieable sort of knot. Then like why it, didn't she just like use he, her hands like, to did, untie it? He did kind of chain her and, and she had to like pull herself out. Like <laughs> I'll give the movie that. No, he just took a little like chainy rope thing and just tied her there. I What secures her if not a knot? I don't If it's I a don't handcuff, know. I get it. But, but instead he was just, this was just a piece of like rope. It was like a chain, first of all. Either way, like even if it's a, even if it's like a full chain link, it's it's a knot, I'll, and your hands are free. I'll give her that. 
like maybe we don't see her try to untie it and she has to pull her so here's something i wanted to ask though and i thought of this so you know like it's disgusting but like there's like a, a movie the stephen king based movie oh uh, well, Mo- not molly's game no uh, gerald's game. gerald's game molly's game's a card movie. we're like there, what the most famous scene is like there's a degloving sort yeah. of situation spoilers for too. molly no, uh, uh gerald's game gerald's game molly's game is yeah, Aaron Sorkin, Jesse Chastain. Um, and I don't think there's a degloving in that. There's not. I that I remember. Um, anyway, there is a degloving. If you pull your skin off your foot trying to get out of like a handcuffy or a foot cuffy situation, is it called desocking? These are the questions. We have a friend who works in an ER. Should I? And she mentions this friend mentions degloving way more often than I'd like to have it mentioned in my life should we get her on the phone right now and be like hey is it called de-socking well i don't want to even google it because i'm afraid it'll try and never show it to google me. degloving yeah. uh anyway de-socking. so de-socking was yeah that's <laughs> it just popped in my head i because it wouldn't be called degloving because you weren't gloving so, on your feet that reminds me too she had to like tape up her foot or something in yeah, this movie she and duct all tapes that. her foot like she does like a makeshift like uh, rap. And then he catches work. her. He, like, catches the detective, and then he bursts, and she, like, tries to outrun him at one point on a bum foot, or bum knee, or whatever she's got. And then he catches her, and he, like, undoes the tape, and he's like, did you do this? And he's being really creepy. It's, like, a good scene. But he, he like, wrestles her down on the couch at one point. And did you clock what she says while he's wrestling her down? Get off me? She says, let me get away. <laughs> <laughs> No, I did not clock that. I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain she's like wrestling with him. And while she's like tossing and turning and struggling, she goes, let me get away. I think she may have said, let me go get away. I don't. That seems so bonkers. I I agree, but I clocked it when we were watching it. And I'm pretty sure she says, let me get away, which is so funny to me. I would not put it too far past the the movie. Uh, Brenda, Brenda, we, uh. Why don't you try just improvising on this one? Just uh, just see what comes naturally. Uh, well, here's also what I think is like I would. So there's a lot that doesn't make sense in this movie to me. So yeah, Mister Detective Man comes, doesn't have any weapon out, has no situational awareness whatsoever. No. Comes and basically wait. Like Brenda Song is like at the the French doors. You know, he can see her and she's going like, help me, help yeah. me. And he also he, doesn't go to the front door either. He like shows up and then just starts like skulking around the sides where it's like, you're kind of, you're kind of, he's on home field advantage. Like he, you're, also, you're like, asking for you it. You did buzz him and say you were coming to talk. Like yep. a normal person would go to the front door then. Like if he's not suspecting you, you're now suspicious because you're being weird. Yeah. Detective. But so he basically sees Brenda song at the window being like, help me. And he's like, hey, you know, like he doesn't <laughs> fully do that. But he's like, it takes him like a second to be like, oh, you need help. Like it's and- like. And so then uh, Mr. Crazy Man comes up behind him with his. Tr- I think his trusty friend, The Rock. And I think it's the and tire knocks him out. And this will break us. Knocks him out. Drags this very well-built, like, large man, drags him, which should have been very hard, and puts him into a freezer, which also should have been very hard for him to do. Because he looks like he's a fit man, but he is a solid man. Like, that, he's definitely over 200 pounds. I was going to say, Detective Alston, I think I said this when we were watching it, you don't get that deep voice by being a tiny man. Yeah, like, he's got to be, like, over six foot and definitely over 200 pounds. Yeah. So it's like, he gets him into the freezer somehow, 
doesn't kill him. He's been Mr. Stab Happy, Mr. Killy McGee yeah. throughout the whole movie. He's killing movie. parents. He's killing husbands. He's killing red herrings. Yeah. Um, he was ready to kill the police officer who he thought was trying to pull him over after he had the weird encounter yep. with the nurse. I think um, he thought he killed him. I, okay, that's... That's giving so... I mean, I guess, but, like, you really just hit him on the back of the head with a rock, which is the same thing he did to Brenda's song. I'm so sorry. For the podcast listener, the way Allie just looked at me was with such disgust, like, I wrote this movie. Like it was Like, it was my idea that, like, this guy wasn't aware that he didn't kill him. She was like... Oh, this guy's an uncreative. It wouldn't make sense, though, because, like, he did hit... None of it makes sense. He hit Brenda Song with the rock earlier to try and, like, basically recreate more amnesia. And he's, like, tries to... He, like, yeah. tries to feel her out after hitting... And he, like, discovers her outside. Oh, yeah. Like, trying to escape you her. took a fall. He's like, oh, yeah, right? Like, you don't remember being outside of the room, right? And she she gives it up immediately. She should have played along. That pissed me off. At and no, she's like, you're not my husband. At no point does Brenda Song do anything... To like, Savvy. <laughs> yeah, to, like, hide the fact that she's on to him. Like, right now, she knows that he thinks everything's, like, hunky-dory between them. And she needs to get away. The best way... I mean, just immediately blurting out, like, Who are you? I saw you photoshopped everything. Are you my husband? Brenda, that's... No, she that's... says you're not my husband, yeah, specifically. That, these, these strategies, these are not... A, a good way to make your dreams come true yeah. here, doll. You can't be doing that. And the, she only tries to be kind of savvy once when, like, it was weird. He ties her to the bed after it's, it's like, very clear the jig is up and he kind of explains, like, his whole, like, well, Mr. Bond, here's my whole... <laughs> he tells her, like, yeah, I murdered your husband and then I was probably going to murder you, la, la, la. Um, and I then... Your parents. And she weirdly, like, when she sees him coming closer to her, she weirdly, like, turns to the side... And, like, gives him room to spoon her. Like, don't turn to the side. You've given him room yeah. to spoon you, creepy. Um, and then she decides, like, to play along uh, with him, like, when he comes back into the room. She's sort of like, will you give me water? And, like, he goes and gets her a drink. And, like, she she's like, I, I don't know why you didn't give us a chance. Which was almost a legitimate question at a certain point. <laughs> like, I, Like, even if she wasn't playing along, a legitimate question would be, not like I want to go out with you now, but like, why did you never even try to talk to me or ask me yeah. out, man? Like, you opened with killing my husband. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you? Like, it's not my fault that you know, like, you have no right to be this angry at me if you don't even try to ask me out and I say <laughs> no. You know, like, so uh, yeah, lucky he didn't for her because maybe she would have gone out with him. But like, yeah, the whole they were the weird. two sexiest people, blatantly the two sexiest people in the office. Yeah, like he's a good-looking dude. Weirdly, like a physical upgrade from her husband, not an upgrade any other way. And he's a, no Channing he's Tatum. Never dated before. Yeah, like because he does not understand how to ask people out on dates and or how also, to go about hey, it. Hey, enough with the Channing Tatum thing. No, it hurts uh, <laughs> me. Pause, pause the recording. No, you. Will... <laughs> Mr. Tatum, please ask out my husband, and we will see what happens. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how quickly you end up on a date with Channing Tatum. No, because a, a date for me, a date with Channing Tatum would be mostly me just picking his brain about what he was going to do as Gambit, and I, I doubt he would enjoy that. No, you, uh, you would fall for him, and so fast. <laughs> um, anyway, depends on his Cajun accent. That no, he doesn't need the accent. He's he not. absolutely no, if needs he was, the Cajun accent. If he was to playing play Gambit, if he was playing Gambit, yes. In real life, no. To woo me, 
You're falling for... This has gone so off the rails, but you... If you want to woo me, you need a Cajun accent. Not with the moves that, that Mr. Channing Tatum has demonstrated in Step Up. Haven't seen it. Magic Mike. Haven't seen it. Magic Mike XXL. Haven't seen it. And I assume I have not yet seen the third Magic Mike, but I assume... That one I moves. have seen. No, you haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> I showed you one of his dances because you and I argued over whether he was graceful enough to play Gambit. And I was like, au contraire. Yeah, we're, we're, we're letting you in on... We <laughs> argue about Channing Tatum a lot. <laughs> Although we both like Channing Tatum quite a no, lot. No, we do. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I like him less now that I know he could just walk in here and take you from me, but... You would go out with Channing Tatum. You would Again, leave with Channing Tatum right point. now. And doesn't that hurt your soul a little bit? No, I would I would allow you to go on a date with Channing Tatum. Would you allow me to just leave you for Channing Tatum? No, you. I'd have to come with you. See? No, I'd let you go on a solo date with him. We are way off the rails here. Secret obsession. The the, <laughs> uh, the last thing I want to talk about. No, about I, I, I had movie. a point. I was saying. I, I think you yielded it with all this Channing Tatum. No, no, Tatum no. Talk. No. So she like, she plays the game and then she gets him to leave her alone when she's tied up. Right. And then... She just, because her plan is to use the lighter that she had given her actual husband to set her ropes on fire. That he apparently stole, but I don't think we ever saw that moment. No, but fine. He has her husband's body. But when Crazy is coming back, he does not smell the fire, like the fire that that she has clearly made to like make the thing happen you know like he should be like something's burnt like you would <gasps> you smell fire happening you rem- he lit a candle for absolutely no reason in that scene i think that's the movie uh, that for just ambiance i think he lit a candle and then blew it out in like a dramatic gesture i think that's the movie being like that's no. why he doesn't smell the fire no because a candle being blown out smells completely different from a fire that is in your home i hear you but that's the, I hear you. But yeah. I'm saying the movie tried to cover its tracks. The fact that it didn't do it well is not on me. Yeah. It, but I think that is what it, I think that is what because you Fine. even you said out loud you were like why did he light that candle just to blow it out? Yes. He's so he's so rude about like he's like for all I do for you it just blows the candle out. It's so I stupid. I think that's another. Uh, body in the trunk and what was the other thing that he does just for the sake of doing oh the locked door yeah that's just this movie again just not really not really cutting it i wanted him to be like i learned photoshop for you when he like (laughs) got mad at her um i also let's talk briefly about (laughs) the horrible chase scene at the end when she finally like she yeah she gets the ropes out she's we talked about it a little bit the rock but yeah but she at no point is hidden from his view. No. They're trying to use like differing perspectives with the camera to make it seem like she's not just directly like five paces in front of him in yep. in full view, not even hiding properly behind a tree. He kind of he kind of does what you do when you have to look for something, which is he looks to his right, decides it's definitely missing. And doesn't look to his left and just sort of keeps staring to the right. <laughs> She's supposed to be like hiding behind a tree like has happened in countless movies. And like... They didn't have the budget for a tree. (laughs) She's in a woods. There are trees, but she's like kind of just hovering in front of a tree. It's not even a tree that would like, like block somebody's view of you. She's doing all the things like controlling her breathing, remaining very still. All the things an actress would do while hiding behind a tree. But there's just no fucking tree there. It's so weird. It's like not a... It's like... It's like what would eventually be a tree like it's like it's like (laughs) it's like wood and stuff and like the the detective joins into the weird 
chase and it becomes like a three-way chase but he also is like five paces just in a different like just like on like on the diagonal from them where like they all should be seeing basically i'm saying they all are within like five feet of each other and should see each other i'm glad you brought up the detective because the last thing i want to talk about with this movie the last thing i can have to talk about because again there's not much there we're almost at like the amount of time the movie took um the detective he does this case he shows up and he finally gets to confront a kidnapper a guy who like it's really loose that this is like his catharsis in the end because it's not the same kind of it's kidnapping. also like his last case because he like yeah. retires at the end his daughter is like childnapped yeah. and like never seen Ki- again kidnapped kidnapped yeah okay don't don't anger me the- <laughs> <laughs> it, it made no sense to change know, the word i know, I know. But it, a, a child kidnapping, like in what I'm saying, it, I don't know. Just your a regular right. kidnapping because right, kid is in the in no, the word. No, adults can be kidnapped. I know. I'm just saying, like, kid is in the word. Fine. A child kidnapping is different from what is happening to Brenda Song. Abduction. So it's. <laughs> don't start with me. You're on thin ice with this Channing Tatum thing as it is, lady. You just let me make this point. Um, it's a different kind of. of crime you know what i mean like mm-hmm. rescuing brenda song it's kind of just like what you should be doing as a police officer it's more a fraud case than anything else no it's definitely a kidnapping you i know but i'm just saying in the tradition like we think of a kidnapping like what happened to his daughter this is not like a one-for-one thing that's gonna yeah. make him be like i finally did it i i caught i can retire now and get rid of all of the toys i've I got that daughter. catharsis and also too he does not do a very good job he shows up immediately gets knocked out has not called for backup yeah gets stuffed in a fridge and then i'm i mean we're led to believe that he checked the house and then wandered into the woods but the way the movie cuts itself it looks like he gets out of the fridge realizes he has a head wound and then just tries to walk away from the scene and stumbles upon their climactic fight tackles the guy loses the fight well, and for, brenda song first saves he, him. first he spends a lot of time like leaning on a tree and then leaning on another tree, like trying to catch yeah. his, and it's like, man, like you gotta just go in or like. out, man, in or out. Call for backup. The the phones might work. Do something. Yeah. Um. Although I guess they established there's no service. Um. But anyway, he 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 doesn't do a good job, and then in the end, where he's all proud of himself and like willing to let the memories of his daughter go, and like he's like, I'm happy. I finally solved a kidnapping. Solved it's one like, case. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> It just, it didn't make sense for it, for the movie to like roll credits on that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's like, yeah, he tackles the dude and then she shoots him twice. Because he's getting strangled to death. Yeah. She she shoots the bad guy. Yeah. And he does the thing that like villains love to do where he gets shot once and then starts like wandering towards her creepily and then she shoots him and then uh, Detective Allstate is like, you're okay. It's okay. And it's like, no, it's not, man. Like her, her parents were murdered her Her husband husband was murdered things are actually worse for her she doesn't know quite who she is or like where she works she's still got a limp she still needs physical therapy not only does she need physical therapy she's going to need mental therapy because you have not yet she knows her husband's dead she does not know her parents are dead she's about to get a horrible blow and she lives in a town well she knows her parents are dead she just doesn't know that he killed oh no he, she does know he killed him he confessed he says i killed your parents oh yeah i mean but i guess she doesn't know like sort of like you know she's about yeah. to get because he told her that her parents were dead but she didn't know he had like full-on creepy murder like her parents were alive like 
two weeks ago, you know? She's not going to be able to trust anyone she meets, because apparently in this town, in this world, anyone can just walk up to someone and be like, I know her, and everyone's like, it's probably right. Yeah, it was let her go. Uh, and the other thing is, like, yeah, in the last scene, we see that he is, like, boxing up all of the toys. This is, I, I don't mean to laugh at this idea, but he's boxing up all of the toys that he had bought his daughter over the years and, like, I guess given up on the idea that he's going to find her, which is a little strange. Uh, he ha- has no closure for that gaze. Like, yeah. you shouldn't... I get, like, maybe moving on and, and admitting that she's not coming back, but you should still try and solve the case of what happened yeah, to your daughter. Yeah, and it's, it's also just, like... You have the tools, the, the the catharsis of like him letting her go and moving on with his life is like like that was that his problem i guess like from the one scene where he's crying over all the gifts he's got and then like, like from the clear fact that his police cap sergeant captain guy is like oh you know, you need to move on from this like we're supposed to believe that he's like just really has a real being as bonded about his kid being kidnapped <laughs> which like can you believe uh it's weird he would retire you know just your life would still be dedicated to finding your child, I believe. But I agree. the thing that made me laugh about the scene of him boxing up the toys is that, like, he boxes them into a box that is labeled in the thickest black <laughs> Sharpie toy donation. Yes. And then we see it, like, zoomed in on. And then he picks up the box and brings it to his front porch. And we zoom in a second time on toys for donation or toy donation whatever whichever phrase it said to just in case you didn't get it for the first one you get you have to have the second zoom in did he lock the door uh it's so stupid that it zooms in twice we get it he's he's moving on from his daughter he's moving he's retired somehow on this one case that he really didn't do a great job of solving and should have solved way earlier uh and then he's getting rid of all these toys and then she comes over, she limps over, she still has a limp, so, like, she still needs physical therapy and is still hurt. Um, I don't know where she's been living, that she's still nope. near him, because she's not, I think, from the area. I don't know. And then he says to her, like, he seems surprised to see her. He's like, oh, hey! He's happy to see her, hugs her. But then in the conversation where she tells him she's coming to say goodbye because she's going to move somewhere else... He happens to have a love note that he had gotten from her office when he went to yep. investigate from her husband just on his person. It's just there. Even just though in, his, in, her, in his pocket. Even though he was surprised to see her and was not this was not a planned meeting. Does he just carry it on himself all the time? Yeah, he's really proud of closing this case. It's so weird. <laughs> the one case he's ever closed in his career. It's so weird. And then we get the one phrase her husband has, that we've seen her husband say over and over again, which is like, forever and a day. And also just like... Such Can a, we punch that up? No? Nope. Su- all right. Such a cheesy note that's clearly written in anticipation of someone dying because it's like, right. I cannot wait to spend the rest of our lives together. It's so exciting to have the rest of our lives. He opens of by us. saying like, you may think it's silly that I'm writing you a note, even though we're about to get married and spend the rest of our lives together. And it's like, and never be yeah. separated for one moment. We're always going to be together forever. It's so exciting. We have our entire lives ahead of us. Like, and it's, it's like, like, yeah, that is a little silly, dude. It's a little weird, but it's like written um, clearly like someone's about to die. <laughs> Okay, we're going back and forth. We're just reciting scenes from the movie at this point. So I think it's time to get into our next segment, which is what was your favorite scene from the movie? Best sex. There's only one sex scene in this movie and it's when she's getting eaten out. So there's that. But what was your favorite scene of the movie? Um, So I didn't I purposely didn't mention this before because it was going to be my favorite scene. It sounds creepy when I set this up when she gets hit by the car. 
I'm listening. So the reason it's my favorite scene is because she gets hit by the car and the guy that hits her is not involved in this case or he's just a... Just a guy. Just a, like, yeah, just a, guy, a civilian who stumbles upon the scene and accidentally hits the lady who ran into the street. It's not his fault. She ran into the street and he couldn't stop in time. But he gets out of the car and he goes, she's fully knocked out and, like, has definitely blood and, like, injuries. He goes, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, dude, she's clearly not. You hit her with a car, and she's clearly knocked out and has blood on her. The entire right side of her body is fucked. It's got blood, she's not conscious, and you've hit her with a car. And your, your first reaction hey, is, Hey, uh, lady, you all hey, right? you okay? And then he gets down and continues to go, Hey, ma'am, ma'am, are you okay? Ma'am, are you okay? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much. It was so stupid. And it's right in the beginning, too. It was. It's also uh, the actor did not do a great job of, like, sounding like somebody actually in that scene. Ma'am, are you okay? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm read. bummed. I should have saved mine because mine was, my favorite moment was truly the let me get away <laughs> moment because it's just, it's just so funny. There was another moment that I actually noticed, but it's in the trivia. So I'm going to, I'm going to save it. Okay. Uh, which I guess, should I get into the trivia now? Yeah, I don't think there's anything. Yeah. Wait, my, wait, my final question for you. What do you think happens to Jennifer? To Jennifer? We see her drive off. There's, there's a, there is a great scene where it pan, the movie ends on a shot of her driving down a road and then it pans After out. After having you, read the, the weird letter. Yeah, and you just see the mountains and you see a little bit more road. And I was really hoping that there would be just like a car crash yeah. and it's just the whole movie starts over again. Because um, she still clearly needs to be in physical therapy. She has lost the three closest people yep. to her and nothing good. I don't want to see. She like, has no job because like she had left her job beforehand. I, I'm glad the movie ends where it does because there's just nothing but upsetting things laying ahead of her. She seems so hopeful about her future, but I'm that like, said, girl, our first bit of trivia is Brenda Song did say that although the movie ends pre like pretty unambiguously, she would be open to a sequel, whatever that is. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, they could I Know What You Did Last Summer, it yeah. kind of, like, it'd be weird. It would show how bad the detective is at detecting and just being a, a detective if he's not dead and he's somehow alive, yeah. you know? <laughs> he Michael Myers it. So, uh, yeah, so some trivia about this movie. One, you know, I, I hesitate to say this was a hit for Netflix. In just 28 days, 40 million viewers turned into Secret Obsession, putting into the top 10 most viewed Netflix originals ever. The wow. reason I hesitate to say it's a hit for Netflix is because very famously there's a strike happening right now because Netflix doesn't exactly say what is a value to it. Uh, yeah, which it is doesn't really thing. release the numbers. It exactly. gives us the numbers where it tells us 40 million, but we don't know. Um, another thing I'm going to say about this trivia is surprisingly for how like new and somewhat popular this movie is and the people who are in it are somewhat popular there isn't a ton of trivia when we do these newer ones the Just Ali and I episodes there tends not to be a lot so I did dip into normally I don't do this I did dip into the IMDB goofs section and again normally I don't do that but these were some of the funniest things did, I've seen did they just list the whole movie that I that I, I included some so those are going to be in here um Here's something that boggled my mind. In terms of giving away the game, the game was actually given away in a much more subtle moment that I didn't even realize, and I'm wondering if you did either. The killer is shown. They do an insert of the killer stepping in mud in the very beginning, right? The scene where uh, what's-his-name is in the hospital and he drags the table over to put his feet up to go to sleep, uh. they show dried mud on his boots. 
So they're giving it away right there, which is like minute five. When so the detective like sees a video of him like CCTV like in the footed in in the parking lot, and that's what like kind of makes him suspicious of the husband. Yeah. Was it just him putting his glasses on? Yep. That, that it was, was just him and getting out of a white truck. Oh, the white uh, truck. Ditching I guess. gloves, I think, and putting glasses on. Oh. Her husband's glasses. I All I noticed was, because I must have looked down for a second, all I noticed was that he was putting glasses on. I was like, that's not that suspicious. Some we, people don't need to drive with glasses on. I was going to say, we talked about this when the movie was on. I think, he, I think what he's realizing is he doesn't need to drive with glasses, which is not inherently guilty, but he's also seen the photos and knows that those glasses are her husband's. No, he hasn't seen the photos at that point. Oh, he hasn't? No. Oh, okay. I think it was the the white truck because he heard from, like, Mr. Red Herring about the white truck or something. Or, like, he heard from witnesses. Right. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Well, we're going to get into some goofs here. The first of which, this one really made me laugh. The wound on Jennifer's head caused by Russell hitting her with the rock <laughs> changes place five times. Yeah. I I did wonder where it went. Within a minute. Oh. Yeah. Um, this is the one I noticed. But I didn't want to, like, say anything. So there is a moment where she locks him in the bedroom, right? Yeah. And then he hears her knocking. And then it cuts to her in the kitchen downstairs. And then you hear a big, loud bang. And then it cuts back upstairs. And he's just walking out of the room. Do you know why they didn't show him kicking the door? Because uh, they didn't want to actually break the door down? That door opens inward. Oh. So you can't kick... I mean, you could kick it down, but not without just, like, completely destroying it. And I think, like you're saying, yeah, they didn't want to. But throughout the entire movie, that door opens inward. Yeah. So you can't really, like, kick it down. Or you would have to kick it down. You can't kick it open. Yeah, you'd have to, like, break the door. Which is why they just do a loud bang and then show him emerging from the bedroom. That oh. really made me laugh. Um, at one point, they use, like, the uh, paddles on her when they're trying to, like, resuscitate her. But they do it over her clothes, which you can't do. That makes sense. They wouldn't conduct electricity. <laughs> yep. Um, we mentioned the, her foot being tied to the bed thing. Uh, this was one. Jennifer, when she's hit by the car, she's hit on her right side. Yeah. But for the rest of the movie, her injuries are on her left. It's her left leg that's fucked up and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, as I mentioned when Aspen a song since she would do a sequel director uh, and writer Peter Sullivan do you remember him? co-writer co-writer Peter Sullivan director and co-writer Peter Sullivan uh, he made another movie we did on this podcast do you know what? no I don't remember I'm gonna force you to guess uh, Deadly Illusions? no it was Fatal Affair oh you know that would have been my second guess yep. because also that movie, I was actually going to mention it when I was saying how I hate when they get the person on the ropes and then they just drop the weapon and run away. That Same happened shit. like four times in the, in the end guy. fight with Omar Ebbs. Who also does a lot of like Lifetime, not Lifetime, Hallmark, like Christmas movies and stuff like that. Yeah. And he reunited with Brenda Song in, I believe, 2022 for, yeah, 2022 for Love Accidentally, which looks like a romantic comedy. So yeah. this guy's all over the map. But why do they keep giving him these movies when it's like, like we had the same problem with Fatal Affair, where like it had Nia Long d did a great job in it, yep. but it like why do you have these great actors and then like you're giving away the game in the first fifteen minutes? Yeah, you're giving and, them nothing to do. Yeah, you're, it's like yeah, she has. There's no fatal attraction build up in that movie either. It's just like 
they have one flirtation and then he's immediate crazy. I agree. He's a Hallmark Christmas guy and they keep giving him these movies that require like subtlety, that require twists, character development, He could make short like films. He, could, he, he would make a great like short romantic film. Maybe not great. He would make an adequate short, he's got good concepts. short romantic thriller film. Uh, during I compared this movie to Misery up top and uh, during the press junket, like normally I like to attribute quotes to like one specific outlet, but Brenda Song was saying this left, right, and sideways that this is quote, kind of like a new twist to Misery, a version of Misery, which I think is really fun. Yeah, which also... Yeah, it gives away the twist. If yeah. you haven't seen the movie and this is the press junket, you've you've given me the whole plot of the movie. Uh, Song said that Mike Vogel, the guy who plays the evil guy, uh, went out of his way to scare her on set. He like not like to get her into character or like when they were filming, he would just pull little pranks around her, and she was like, "Stop! I have to like get into character now and all of that." So like he was just, I guess, a real prankster on set. Well, that's fun. Uh, and they, she actually said, the movie got harder to do the more they went on because they started to really hit it off and become friends and goof around and joke with each other. And she referred to him as sort of like an older brother by the end. Oh. And but that made that made it hard for as they continued to film and like he had to get creepier and like more menacing that like they were giggling and then had to be like, okay, action and be scared by each other. Um, and then the last thing I have is that Brenda song mentioned that in order to achieve the limp, she needed in certain scenes where she could wear shoes. They she put, broke her own foot. They, she shattered her own foot with a baseball bat. No, <laughs> they put pebbles in her shoe okay. so that she would have a little limp, which I thought, you know, a nice little filmmaking trick. Um, but that's, Again, that's it. There's not too much on this movie. I think, one, it's relatively new. Two, it was a Netflix original, so it had sort of that slow burn. And I think we're just waiting for, you know, the the romantic thriller aficionado to really write the oral history of this. But for the most part... There might not be one. But And, like, also, too, it's also rare, too, like, only Brenda Song really felt like she did a press junket. I looked for interviews with the director, the writer, Mike Vogel... Uh, um, She's kind of the only name. Detective Allstate. None of them did. Even if you're, even if you're the only name, the full cast still does the junket. Yeah, I get. I'm just, I don't maybe, get what the maybe the press were like. We don't want to talk to anyone but her. <laughs> maybe. Here's what here's what I want to posit to you. So I think that there. If this is, is about Channing Tatum, it is not. Okay. I think that there is a missed opportunity with this movie. There's several missed opportunities, but here's one of them because we've talked about I, some of the others. I have one as well. So Brenda Song is a longtime romantic partner of Macaulay Culkin so, and, and the mother of his two children. So we take this movie I know and we add in this. a Home Alone-esque yes. twist. She She's stuck in the home. She can't escape the house, so she'll make it a nightmare. Exactly. Yes. I I'm, love that. I'm just saying. He, here's what I was thinking, too. They spend a lot of this movie, you know, per the plot, obscuring her real husband's face. Yeah. I think it would have been so funny if, like, it was like when they finally did reveal it, it was like Matt Damon or something like oh. that. Like a huge A-lister there just to, like, smile for, like, two photos or something like that. Or he's really ugly. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, I married like, that. Like, deformed ugly. No wonder or, I oh, forgot fuck, him. What if it was Channing Tatum? Like, just super attractive just... guy. No, yeah, that would be more heartbreaking. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah, I don't want to see him dead in a uh, trunk. Yeah, but... If she was like, ugh, God, I'm glad I forgot him. That'd also be funny. Well, Allie, that was Secret uh, Obsession. I almost want to say Illusions. That was Secret Obsession. Uh, 
what do you think? Was this a good movie? Would you recommend it to people? Is it a good movie, a bad movie, or a good romantic thriller? Meaning bad, but fun bad. Uh, I would say it is not good. It is definitely bad. I remember even just looking on like IMDb. I think it had like a 4.3 out of 10 and yeah. like, like a 40 out of 100 uh, unlike for critics. So I think nobody... Nobody thought this was a good movie. <laughs> Maybe the director. Um, but it's also hard. I think, like, it's something to have on in the background. Because it is, like, it does kind of cross over into So Bad It's Good. Like, we had fun talking yeah. about it. We're laughing about it. But the problem is watching a 90-minute movie where you know the twist in yeah. the first 30 seconds does get tiresome. Because you are just, like... Because of that, there is nothing to watch. There's nothing to root for. You're just like, oh my God, like, yes, I know. Get on with it. Yeah, I would say the same thing. It's like, it's it's accidentally funny. Like, it's not a good movie. Yeah. No. Is it is it a good romantic thriller? Is it good for this genre? I would say yes, but with the huge caveat that, like, if you're planning to have, like, a like fun watch party with friends or something like that, or you're planning to watch it alone, like, it gets tedious because, yeah, you know the twist just from looking at the poster. You know the twist from, like, the very beginning. If you and read the, the name, you know exactly, the Exactly, <laughs> and the movie keeps not revealing it. And the characters, even when they blatantly figure it out, keep not acting upon that, like, information. Yeah. And that does get hard to watch at times. So, you know, it might kill the vibe of your watch party if everyone's just a little bit bored. But I would say if you want a movie that you just need is, like, yeah, like you said, background noise while you're cleaning the house or something like that. Yeah. 100%. Secret obsession. It'll, it'll get you where you're going. Yeah, like, I think you would have to watch it with friends or, like, watch it when you're playing a game or something. Yeah, be prepared to pull out your phone, drift off a little bit. Yeah. Like, you're not gonna you're not gonna miss much. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Would I discourage people from watching it? No. But would I give them that mm-hmm. caveat, like, of, like, hey, it might get tedious because you're gonna know what's happening pretty early on? Yeah, I'm gonna give yeah. everybody that caveat. Well, Allie, th- thank you for being my wife and not running off with Channing Tatum. This was Secret Obsession. That's uh, right. What do you have to plug? What do you want to point the people to? Uh, yeah, you can find me on social media. I am on TikTok and YouTube at Like Willie Nelson. I post fun little sketches there, little skits that I do. Um, you can find me on Instagram and threads at Anal Retentive, A-N-E-L-R-E-T-E-N-T-I-V-E. You can find me on Blue Sky as well, at yeah. Allie Nelson. I finally got my own name on one of these social media sites. I beat you other Allie Nelsons. Ha ha. Um, and then also I'll be coming out in an episode of Roses and Rejections, where we talked about the latest season of The Ultimatum. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Tyler McCarthy, although I'm trying to post more on threads, which is uh, Tyler McCarthy 328. Um, and you can read my work on all the NBC Universal editorial properties, um, USA Insider, Sci-Fi Wire, NBC Insider. If you're not reading something with my byline, you're reading something with a really smart, cool person's byline. Um, so check all that out. Yeah. So thank you for listening. And special thanks to Mallory Johns for our intro and outro music. And Alex Marcus, our producer. Mm-hmm.